Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. This is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host of Cadent, and in this episode, we are going into uncharted territory with the infamous Season 3 and one of my favorite episodes, Whom Gods Destroy. This is the one where Kirk and Spock beam down to an asylum for the last remaining criminally insane people in the Federation with a new experimental drug meant to cure them of their mental illness once and for all. They soon find out that the inmates have taken over the asylum and are captured by Lord Goth of Izar, who is a former legendary Starfleet captain and hero of Kirk's. Garth has gained the ability to transform his appearance as well as create the most powerful explosive batter in the galaxy and plans to take the Enterprise to hunt down and destroy his former crew who mutinied against him. But upon taking Kirk's form and trying to escape, Garth hits a barrier in his plan and we get what is, in my opinion, the best bit of Shatner overacting in the entire franchise. Horse feels off. Good. Remain here out of sight until I give you the order to join me. Kirk's Enterprise. Scott here, sir. Beam me aboard. Aye, sir. Queen to Queen's level three. I said beam me aboard. I said Queen to Queen's level three. We have no time for chess problems. Beam me aboard. I'm following your orders, Captain. Queen to Queen's level three. Just testing. Be in touch with you later. gonna say this right now this is not a good episode on consideration of what episodes i was planning to cover for the second season of 30 day trek i briefly thought of the enterprise incident from earlier in season three since it's the only episode of the third season that can objectively be considered good it was dc fontana's last episode that she wrote and it was a holdover from season two but by then she had already left the show after gene was kicked to the curb in between seasons two and three after the famous letter writing campaign spearheaded by b joe trimble and her husband John that helped to save the Star Trek from being cancelled after its second season, Gene threatened to walk after the show was moved to a different time slot and their budget being slashed. Fed up with having to deal with Gene, NBC called his bluff and let him walk. 
Thus, the executives then put Fred Freiberger in charge with the mandate of trying to boost ratings for a show whose production budget was cut but the actors' salaries were increased, the cast feuding with each other, most of the original production staff departing, and a general malaise and lack of interest from the remaining few who stuck around, as well as from Paramount TV, who had purchased Desilu. Thus, in retrospect, it's very clear why there is an overall decline in quality for the third season, and the cancellation of Star Trek was, as Nichelle Nichols put it, a self-fulfilling prophecy. But for 30 Day Trek, I decided to cover this episode for being an underappreciated gem. Now, as I've said before, it is objectively not a good episode. Right from the beginning, it's complete bullshit that there can be a cure for mental illness at all, let alone one for the criminally insane. I know we've come a long way with dealing with mental ill health, but that's one bridge too far that the franchise has thankfully disregarded in the long run. As for the plot itself, this was already done in the first season with the episode Dagger of the Mind, right down to them reusing the exact same prop of the chair Garth uses to torture Dr. Carey and Kirk. And the chess move security call sign is something that has never been used before on the series, even though it should have been given the numerous times our cast have been either imitated or possessed beforehand, and never used again afterwards, both here and later in the franchise. And if there is any pathos to be mined out of the episode, whose title is another literary reference to an anonymous Greek proverb, whom the gods would destroy they first make mad, it's from Kirk seeing this legendary figure whose exploits are required reading at Starfleet Academy be reduced to an egomaniacal lunatic. But that pathos is barely noticeable amidst Steve Einhat as Lord Garth just devouring the scenery as the self-proclaimed master of the universe. And yet, I can't help but love this episode for being as campy and over-the-top as it is. SF Debris, in his video review of the episode, described it as being like an episode of the Adam West Batman series. And the fact that Yvonne Craig, who played Batgirl in that series' own troubled third season, is here playing Marta, an Orion inmate who claims to have written one of Shakespeare's sonnets, one can't help but see that comparison throughout the episode. This is an example of what I like to refer to as Comfort Food Trek. It's an episode that you can tell that the production didn't have anything relevant to say, but instead just went, you know what, let's have some fun. And given that there were 10 episodes left in the run of the show, and that the writing on the wall was there, you can tell that everyone here was just having fun. I mean, the villain of the episode is named Garth. You can't really take this seriously. The only lasting legacy that this episode had was that the Battle of Axanar that Kirk referenced in relation to Garth's service record would later become the basis of one of the most infamous fan films made where a future-length mockumentary about said battle had raised hundreds of thousands of dollars as one was going to have notable professional actors cast in it and was set to go before Paramount, who for the longest time were okay with fan productions being made so long as no one was making any money off of it, sent a cease and desist order to the filmmakers behind it, leading to to a complex legal battle that has left the project, as well as any other fan films, in a state of limbo. You can find the proof of concept sizzle reel on YouTube if you're interested in checking it out. I did a few months ago when I started getting into some of the fan films available on YouTube due to the Trek to Trek podcast covering the more notable ones, and I was impressed with what they were able to come up with and the scale of the project. One last bit of trivia I'd like to share is that the actor Jason Alexander, who credits Kirk's risk is our business speech in the episode Return to Tomorrow, as the performance that made him want to become an actor, said that he knew the moment when the woman he was dating would be his wife when he said, Queen to Queen's Level 3, and she responded with, Queen to King's Level 1, which, in case you're wondering, was the call sign Garth was trying to get. So it's nice to know that at least one marriage was born out of this episode. 
As for the rest of Season 3, like I said before, the Enterprise Incident is the only legitimately good episode of the season. Spock's Brain and The Children Shall Lead and The Way to Eden I put in the So Bad It's Good category. Spectre of the Gun, The Tholian Web, and The Cloudminders are episodes that have good ideas in them, but I feel lack the overall quality of the previous seasons. And The Paradise Syndrome for me is the worst episode of the original series, which I'll elaborate on tomorrow. The rest of the season, I feel, is just bland and forgettable. Whom Gods Destroy is a microcosm of the third season of Star Trek. While it's not good by any standard, let alone what had come before in the first two seasons, there's a campy swinging for the fences quality to it that you can't help but love, and it is far from the worst that the season has to offer. Although I can't help but agree with the argument that the third season was the most important season of the original series and that it helped to get the show over the bar of episodes required to sell the show into syndication, thus contributing to the explosion in pop popularity in the 70s, the films in the 80s, and the rest of the franchise from TNG onward. And that's it for the original series. Join me tomorrow for when we take one more trip to the animated series with the episode that won the franchise its first Emmy and has arguably the best indigenous representation across Star Trek as a whole. Also, if you would like to get in contact with me, you can find me on Instagram at Regina Rohde, and my email address is reginarohde at yahoo.com. Live long and prosper. And also, live well.